again, Shaykulay, and I'm joined by my best friend, the one, the only, Tiger Lily. Hi, Tosh. <laughs> hey, Tosh. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of It's Giving Fashion. Yay! It's Giving Yay. Fashion. And I also want to say this is a special episode today because yesterday was good old Shea Coulee's birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday, <laughs> Tosh! <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much, you guys. I wasn't expecting it. It's so wild. It's just crazy that every year I turn the same exact age over and over again. Forever 28. Forever 20. That was a great year. Um. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much for the happy birthday wishes, Tosh. I had so much fun yesterday playing laser tag with you and everybody. Yes. In our glow-in-the-dark black light fashions. Yeah. Just so you guys know, if ever we're throwing like a party or event with our uh, friends, there's always going to be a dress code. There's always going to be a category that everyone has to show up in. So, you know, for my mm -hmm. birthday, we did laser tag last night's theme was you know day glow glow in the dark realness so that when you're playing laser tag i could spot you and pop 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 that ass <laughs> <laughs> but also it was such a fun week in the world of fashion we got to witness history being made by our queen Beyonce at the 65th annual Grammy Awards, which we will be talking about in detail. So many details. Mm. <laughs> so many details. And we <laughs> had another episode of the iconic season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And mm. gosh, so much to talk about on this week's episode. We will be talking about Paris Fashion Week, mama. Ooh, yes. Because so good. Because was it giving or was it giving? It gave. <laughs> mm, it donated. <laughs> Paris Fashion Week said tax right off. <laughs> yes, bitch. Yes. Look, I cannot wait to get into all of this juicy goodness. We have so much to talk about. I'm so excited. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about all this fashion, mama. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. All right, we are back and we are covering the fashions at the 65th annual Grammy Awards held at the Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> 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 
It doesn't even feel right saying that. The crypto.com, or maybe is the Staples Center. The Staples Center is an LA staple, mama. You can't just come in with your cryptocurrency and be like, it's now the crypto.com arena. And when crypto's out of style in like 10 years, like, what are we going to call it then? That's probably why Beyonce was late, because she didn't even know where she was going in the first place. She was just like, girl, what in the hell is the crypto? Where is, where is, what is that? Is that a real place? She said, said, driver, where are we going? (laughs) She's like, you get one appearance from me and it's going to be when I break records. You know what? Before, mm, okay. I'm like, I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to, hmm, because there is a series of events, you know, time is linear. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm trying for the sake of this podcast and the storylines involved to be like, okay, let's just start with this red carpet and then talk about <laughs> the moments that came after. But like, you know, I'm just like, Unlike that meme of that kid in study hall with like all the veins just like <laughs> popping out of his face. Because there is a big elephant in the room that I really want to talk about <laughs> right off the bat. But you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm just going to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant in the room being the consistent an unwavering shade that the Academy is hell-bent on throwing at one Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. And I am sick of it! (laughs) I'm sick of it. And that's why she was late to y'all ceremony in the first place. That is exactly why she was late. Because she said, you know... (laughs) She said, my time is valuable. My presence is a present, okay? (laughs) She said, that first little Grammy that y'all got, she said, I don't give up. I ain't showing up to y'all's red carpet. Beyonce said, I'm not showing up to your red carpet (laughs) because I know how you like to play. And they proved her right because they awarded Album of the Year to Harry's House by Harry Styles. Now, no shade to Miss Styles. Um but I um there um this is literally only her second studio album as a solo artist, okay? Beyoncé has already proven that she is the GOAT. Yes. The most awarded artists from the Grammys of all time. And they are so insistent on trying to put her in her place. Mm. Because they don't like the way that she conducts herself and the way that she says, I don't need you people because you continually play in my face. Mm-hmm. You did it with I Am Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. You did it with Self-Titled. You did it with Lemonade. And she's like, I'm not putting any faith in y'all that you will not do this with Renaissance. And guess what the fuck they did? They exactly did it with Exactly what we... Ow! I... <laughs> Last night, I feel like I feel like I was in a little bit of disbelief. So I just kind of like, you know, like laughed and like shook it <laughs> off. And then I woke up this morning pissed yes I, me too 
I went to bed. Like, I, there was literally a, a, a moment, like, where I was, like, rolling over in the middle of the night. And I actually was just so like, you know what? I'm going to wake up mad in the morning. And I was ah! like. <laughs> One of my followers messaged me and said that the cat, the Recording Academy was pissed that they got waitlisted for the world tour. And I was like, <laughs> same, same. All of us. All of us listen, Beyonce, because obviously you listen to this podcast. Obviously. I'm going to DM you the email that I use for Ticketmaster. And if you just want to take me off that wait list, I've been a part of the Beehive since 2007. So (laughs) for the sake of like history and, you know, just like supportership, like I've been in your corner literally since I was like seven years old. So like if you would like I literally saved part of my All-Stars 5 winnings to come and see you on there is literally a savings account, ma'am, with your name on it. (laughs) I just want to, you know, uh, get a ticket. But, you know, let's transition. Let's talk about <laughs> some of the looks. Now that I got that off my chest, I feel like I can speak Ooh. with a little bit less tension uh. in my voice. Oh. <laughs> so, Ooh. the 65th Annual Grammy Awards were hosted by none other than... That's my voice with a little less tension. Um, Trevor Noah. We love Trevor Noah. He's, you know, such a sweet little biracial butterfly. Mm-hmm. Adore him. He's so cute. He hosted wearing Gucci. Mm. And I, uh, you know, he didn't reinvent the wheel, but he looks dapper. He looks dashing. Yeah. Something I love about a white jacket with a black pant. Mm. It just, I don't know. It just always, it, it, it's always a serve for me. Yeah, I'm glad that it's like the single breasted. It looks like it's like one button because when it's like double breasted, it definitely gives me like cater waiter, like Ken doll, you know? And, oh, damn. But no, not but, cater waiter, Ken doll. <laughs> but I think he looks really cute. I love the bow tie. He like, does. I like that it's like, a unique shape, you know, it's it's a little bigger mm-hmm. than what we normally have been seeing recently. So yeah, he looked yeah. good. He looked yeah. good. He was really funny. He did. I thought he was a great host. I really did too. I thought he was, you know, great at keeping the pace. You know, he's like really friendly. Like his jokes, you know, a lot of hosts make jokes at the expense of the audience because that is what they're there for, mm-hmm. the nominees, etc. And I feel like he does it in like a really cute way that like is never upsetting to anybody who right. he's kind of like pulling into his joke, except Harry Styles. But we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> next up, we have on the red carpet, none other than Harry Styles wearing Swarovski crystal encrusted Egan Lab jumpsuit. I want to make it perfectly clear that (laughs) I am not a Harry Styles hater. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But (laughs) you sounded like you didn't believe me when I said that. You said, "Oh, okay, plot twist." I mean, Mm, you went to you went to his concert. Yes, and I personal opinion, I was underwhelmed. Um. Look, I look. You know, see, but our standards, our standards are getting worked up again. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's not Beyonce. Let's just throw that out there. Oh gosh. Okay, the fashion. Let me the fashion. Let's get that. Yes. Let's critique the fashion. 
Patrick. Let's critique the fashion. Yes. Um, uh, he. Well, I think it's very on brand for him. You know, he loves I, a low cut jumpsuit yes. with a little bit of decolletage, but yes. never any nipple. Never, never. Any nipple because he doesn't want to be indecent. I, I thought it was a fun look. Like, I would love to see someone out at the club in this and like dancing on the dance floor. He looks like someone who's going to be in the VIP section at Club Renaissance. Ah! He looks like a Beyonce supporter in this picture. Yeah. Little did we know. Little did we know. <laughs> One thing that I did love about this year's Grammys, and I'm like, I, I, I remember watching the red carpet and like saying to myself, I don't remember people dressing this fun for yeah. the Grammys. It was, it was giving me a little bit of like grown up VMA tease. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I was like pleasantly surprised. There was a lot of like really fun outfits, like including the Shania Twain outfit coming up. Period. Um, in, Period. In Harris Reed. She wore this black and white, huge polka dot, very campy, um, with a ginormous hat and red hair. I love this, like, blue bell, multiple gallon hat. And, oh, and then she's like, let's get camp. She said, <laughs> I'm going to throw a red wig on. She's like, I'm in my, I'm in my loud era. I think she had a lot of fun with this look. People are reading her on the internet for like being tacky and whatever, but let her live. What? Like, yeah. I think she looks great. She is yeah. serving light skin Rihanna and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> don't y'all, don't y'all come for her. Don't y'all, don't y'all come for Rihanna's light skin auntie like that because it's a serve. It is a serve. I know. I want that hat. I do too. I, I honestly, I want the whole thing. I could, I could totally see you in this whole outfit. Period. Okay. Well, another person that we have here on the red carpet is Taylor Swift, who was wearing a sparkly navy crop top and skirt by Roberto Cavalli. Mm. Okay. Remember um, when we were talking about the Golden Globes, and I said like I wish Anya Taylor Joy's Dior look had been tailored, and it would have brought me more joy. <laughs> this is the tailoring I'm talking about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it fits her amazingly. Uh, Taylor is really well, not really tall. She's five eleven, but that's model height because she is so statuesque. She could really carry off a lot of silhouettes. And her mm-hmm. album was titled Midnight, so she comes in this midnight blue Roberto Cavalli mm-hmm. moment. My only thing is because it's like the Grammys. It's Taylor Swift. It had some lovely beating on it, but I kind of wish they just would have gone like full Bob Mackie and beaded the whole thing. Yes, I yeah. I totally agree. I think she looks amazing. I think she looks beautiful. She's a classic beauty, always with that red lip. But I just wanted a little bit more pizzazz. Like, you know, and she was like nominated. Mm -hmm. So I was just expecting a little bit more glimmer, a little bit more shine. Um, But yeah, she always, I feel like she always looks fantastic. She always looks very put together. And we know what she stays in her lane. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. She definitely. We know what we're gonna get from Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I really don't that I'm like mm, could have done without is the earrings. 
Yeah. Not living for those. Yeah. Not living for those. But I'm just like, you know, sometimes accessory. Well, I, I honestly, accessorizing is so important. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, of all the options of the earrings that I'm sure she had, I'm like, was were those really the best ones? Yeah. They're giving like showgirl, like, but not in like the way I want it to, you know? It's giving me 80s company holiday Christmas party. Mm-hmm. It's like the boss's wife showing up in her best earrings. Yes. Oh, God. It's giving me like Kim D from Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Lizzo and Dolce and Gabbana. Now, this wow. is a custom piece that they did for her. I love it in the Grammys portrait that, you know, mm-hmm. she did with like the flowers and everything like that mm-hmm. on the red carpet because I was watching the live coverage. It was cumbersome. Mm, yeah, there's a lot of yardage in that. And, you know, I will say that I liked the overpiece more than I liked it without the overpiece because when we see her later on in the award show, she's just wearing the dress underneath and it has like the diamond straps Mm -hmm. and like the diamond corset. And yeah, it was not my fave. I I did like it for the impactfulness. Yes, in the portrait, in the portrait, she looks stunning, immaculate, amazing. But yeah, you know, it is just, she is she swimming couldn't walk in it. it on the red carpet. Like it was getting caught like underneath her. Mm. And I'm just like, you know, they were talking about, they're like, oh, it's all these like handmade silk flowers. I'm like, okay, so if the flowers are silk, why is it the coat? Like the coat should have been, you can have volume yes. and it can be really, really light and put the silk flowers on top of it so that when she walks, it kind of floats on the carpet because yeah. also she's walking on a carpet. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's not walking on a slick runway. There's, It's going to get, like, you know, you're going to get dragging. some friction. It's going to drag. Like, that's one thing, like, I'm like, y'all know what type of surface they're going to be walking on. Don't play around. I mean, even if it was the hem was shorter in the front and the train went up to the back and we actually had a exactly. train. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's long all the way around. So, mm, yeah. I like the drama. I see what she was going for. It was not giving me everything I needed. Let's move on to our robbed queen, Beyonce, (laughs) wearing Gucci and 70 karat Lorraine Schwartz diamond drop earrings. Damn. Wow, 70 carats? Mm. (laughs) Mmm. We were literally (laughs) wearing... Okay, we have to explain this. We have to explain this because (laughs) you guys, me and Tiger have this shared experience when we see like (laughs) precious jewels, diamonds, rubies, Mm. sapphires. We start to like salivate like Abu in that scene of Aladdin where he sees that ruby when they're in. (laughs) Like, uh, like, we went to um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and we were, like, going through, like, the Russian gyms exhibit, and, like, me and her were, like, basically nose pressed up against the glass, and we're like, why does that stone look so juicy? Like, like I just want to stick it in my mouth. We were like, I just want to, yes! <laughs> yes! And you know why what? Why is that my it, immediate reaction? 
First of all, you know, just like to all of our listeners, let us know if you experience that too. If you ever see like, oh, or when you're on Instagram and like all those little diamond accounts and like they're all sparkly and shiny. And like my mouth is watering just like thinking about it. Yeah, just thinking about it. Mm. So basically what we, thank God Beyonce has two ears because that's one earring for each of us to suck on, Tosh. Because <laughs> 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 imagine if it was just a teardrop necklace. <laughs> oh, we'd have to take turns. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Beyonce's look, though. She looks great. Beyonce could wear a tablecloth and mm-hmm. still look absolutely sickening. The fabrics are not my favorite. The combination mm. really isn't giving me the, like, oomph that I want. But, you know, this is kind of, like, par in the course for the styling that she's been doing for this Renaissance rollout. Yeah, so. all the silver. Yes, a lot of, we're getting a lot of metallics, you know. Um, everything just is supposed to feel really like luxe, shining, shimmery, glimmery. And she just looks gorgeous. She looks like a million bucks. And also shout out to her for, for thanking the queer community and her accept her yes. record-breaking acceptance You're welcome. speech. Yeah. <laughs> the one time we can say to Beyonce, You're welcome. You're welcome. Did you see? Did you see her in her black look after, like, for the yes. album of the year? Oh, and I believe that was Scaparelli with the mirrored black yeah. uh, corset. It was gorgeous. That was gorgeous. That was gorgeous. I kind of wish she accepted her award in that because you know what? That I, was dancing. I wish she would have fucking gone up there and just stormed Harry Styles, all Kanye West, and been like, "Oh no, y'all gonna see this motherfucking dress, bitch." She said, you haven't changed once. I've changed thrice. (laughs) Okay. Moving on to another fella who really brought it, I feel. Pharrell Williams and Ernest W. Baker. Yeah. He looks so... I mean, Pharrell is a style icon. Like, he's always going to be so cool and doing something that no one else is doing on the red carpet. I love the, what is it, patent leather? It looks like quilted yeah. patent mm-hmm. leather with like a fur coat and like these awesome studded out sunglasses. Now this one I really, really loved. Cardi B and Gaurav Gupta Couture. Ooh, this was so good. It was so good. Colin Carter really does not miss um, when it comes to Cardi. I'm really trying to think of any situation where he styled her and she has not looked immaculate. And I cannot come, I literally cannot come up with one. Like, no, she always, always turns it on a red carpet. The I love the sculpture, the soft sculpture of that neckline hood, mm. shoulder moment, the transparency. Oh my God, when I saw this, I was like, She's the best dress of the night for me in this look. And then later on in the show, when she was presenting, she came out in that metallic uh, Paco Rabanne. I know. What a great and tribute. And yeah, the late, great I thought Paco that was, Rabanne. Yeah, that was a serve also. So she was the best dress of the night for me. It, yeah, she yes. killed it. This color on her, that blue, everything. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And like also, he always is really great about making sure that everything is so beautifully tailored on Cardi because she is mm. so petite. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you cannot say, you cannot look at this picture and say that she's under 5'8". You can't say it. Hello. And she's Statuous. so curvy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just, yeah, she looks absolutely gorgeous. Then proportions always be proportionizing. <laughs> always. Okay. One more honorable mention that I have to give because I just thought that they looked so stunning, like as a collective, as a group. Kim Petras, Sam Smith, Violet Chachki, Got Mick, and unfortunately those other two that were in the back, um, or three or four. I don't ah! know what those folks were doing. They had them looking like Samara from the ring with those. Yeah. Those hard front party city center part wigs. I feel bad for, I'm like, y'all really made them walk out there with Kim, Sam, Violet, and Got Mick looking immaculate. And then y'all threw them in some red choir robes and some bad wigs. They said, oh no, y'all go out there. You serve it too. Mm, Go out there and get them. (laughs) That was a setup. It was just for the ambiance, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the back row, the ambiance was ambiance. (laughs) 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 But nonetheless, I thought, you know, having all these queer icons come and storm the red carpet, they looked in incredible so you know shout out to them shout out to kim petras for being the first trans woman to win Uh. um in the category of best pop duo it was so sweet for sam smith to give her the moment and like the platform to like accept that award and make that that acceptance speech it was really really beautiful it was really sweet loved their performance we're gonna be back right after this break Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went, And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. We are back on It's Giving Fashion, and we are talking about one of our other favorite things in the whole wide world, of course, the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you like that? I did. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I've been practicing rolling my R's after being in South America. I'm so good now. Oh. Um, <laughs> now, we had a lot going on uh, this week. We had what we we love, one of the classics, the girl group challenge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Only we had a little bit of spin. It was, you know, all, they were all old lady groups. You know, they all girl groups that have been in the gig for decades, you know, maybe even yeah. centuries. <laughs> that was a fun challenge. Absolutely. We had the banjo bitches, we had the rockin' old G's, and we had old dirty bitches. Now, <laughs> it seemed, it seemed, I love how they did ODB. They said old dirty bitches. Anyway. Oh, just got that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, there was a lot of contention when they were breaking up who was going to be in what band. And I feel like uh, with uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks, and Lux Noir, we were getting a lot. They were they were really letting the girls uh, miss uh, Sasha Colby, Aura Mayari, Spice, and Malaysia Baby Doll just like have it. They were like, we are going to be doing the rock and roll G's. We're going to be doing metal, and y'all are going to do country, and that's just going to be it. And y'all are <laughs> going to have to deal with so it. So petty. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, but I live for it because here's the thing. Like, I think sometimes like fans forget. Like, it's all fun and games. And like, if this were like a scripted show, we would be rooting for those girls that are literally just being there being like, I'm a record of habit and you're not. Like, we love that stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, the fans be taking that shit way too seriously and be getting girls banned off of IG, which let me just say really quick, y'all... What? Yes. Mistress Isabel Brooks has been banned from Instagram. Like, they've had her account, they've reported her account and had her banned from Instagram three times wow. already this season wow. and then in the like untucked moment where malaysia baby doll fox was like explaining to like marsha 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 that like she didn't like the way that she was be- like you know afterwards like they didn't she didn't like the way that she was being like treated and she's just like i need to state my case and be real all these people are like oh well we're coming for you next malaysia baby doll fox like blah 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 oh, blah, blah. and i just want to say to all you fans get a fucking life you losers y'all are losers you hear me you little racist fat phobic lame ass losers get a job wash your ass read a book damn it and stop trolling these queens it's so annoying anyway seriously i'm not even paying them any more attention i know it's their livelihood leave them alone like literally leave them alone Okay, but let's talk about this runway really quick because it, like, honestly, I've, I, I, I have personally always been like, man, I really would love for them to do a tie dye runway, and this was the week that we got it, ladies and gentlemen. The uh. theme was tie dye four, which you know that was really cute. Okay. For me, I thought some, like, standouts were uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks, Sasha Colby in that latex moment. Oh, uh, yes. So good. Um, Aura Mayari and that, like, bleached kind of, like, black yes. denim moment. And I also did really like Lux Noir London's tie-dye. And mm-hmm. look, I'm sure... 
I had to kind of go back and watch it because the runway was like a total of like 18 seconds. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like literally, was it me or was that like one of the shortest runways? (laughs) I mean, that's what the show has been getting read for on the internet is that the episodes are so freaking short. And with that back and forth fighting over whose girl group was going to be which theme, that took up like half the episode. Let's be honest. I mean, see, yeah, y'all could have giving us a little bit less of that and a little bit more runway. The thing that's crazy, though, is season nine was the same. It was 45 minutes, you know, per episode. And I do remember when we did the Naughty Nighty Challenge. I will never forget watching that runway and being like, damn, they only showed like two seconds of each girl's look. Moving on, beyond the fact that the runway was really short, there were some queens that had some shortcomings. Okay. Mm. Um, Jax. (laughs) Let's talk about yeah. uh, Jax's look. Um, mm. Her look away. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that was mean. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> it, well. She, you know what, though? She knows. She knows. And I appreciate the internet, you know, everyone having a following. Jax has been posting, like, her redone looks like what she would have done Mm -hmm. with you know time and budget and whatever else and you know i think there does have to be a grain of salt taken in with uh girls' first season of drag race when they're not on all stars is you're coming from the club you're coming with no budget still having to pay rent for a month while you're away hello you know you're having to you're having to beg borrow and steal you're Mm -hmm. having to hit up calling all the favors from your friends so i understand And I appreciate that they have a platform to, like, redo things and say, like, oh, you know, if it were X, Y, and Z, I would have done this instead. So she knows that this look was not it. It was, like, this orange jumpsuit underneath, and then it had these weird layers. I don't, I could, I couldn't even tell you what, what was she doing? What is this? I don't know. It is confusion. It is giving like acid trip, uh, koi fish, throw up. <laughs> I don't know. It not is not as, it. She, you know what? And that orange color literally looks like my Metamucil. Like Ooh. that is literally what I think of <laughs> when I see that orange color. I'm like, yeah, it was not it. It was yeah. not giving. And so uh, at the end, the bottom two, uh, spoiler alert, giving you a couple of seconds. The bottom two were Jax and Robin Fierce, and they mm-hmm. lip-synced to uh, Your Room by The Bangles. And yes, <laughs> somebody went that's home. what happened. And somebody yep. went it. home. So that's it for our segment on this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15. And we will be right back with more of our opinions on all the fashions that we saw at Paris Fashion Week. Paris Fashion Week was fashioning this week, and it was giving fashion all week long. (laughs) It was. It was. It really was. It it really was. Paris Fashion Week, like she was, like she was giving. She was serving. She was. uh, It just. mm. It's my favorite fashion week. To watch because it's so dynamic. It is. Every house, every house brings it. They bring it to the ball. The houses yeah. come. 
and they bring it to the ball. Paris Fashion Week, they come and they show up and they show the fuck out. And that's why I love Paris Fashion Week so much. So let's get right into it. Ma'am, Scaparelli. Ooh, our fave, honestly. Or, well, one of, one of. my all-time faves. You know, yeah, what, one of. What Daniel Roseberry has been doing with uh, Scaparelli since coming on as, as creative director has been absolutely nothing short of iconic and yes what we saw in this collection that i think was the major standout were these super hyper realistic recreation of animal heads the one the -hmm. biggest one i feel being the lion head that we saw worn Mm -hmm. by vip guest kylie jenner Mm -hmm. there was also like uh naomi wearing the black wolf Um, Mm, I was that like, was so good. It was like she was the big bad wolf and Doja Cat was Little Red Riding Hood. Ah! Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh my god. And like these animal heads had people up in arms about it because they were like, this is promoting trophy hunting. Peter's gonna come after your ass and blah 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 blah. I'm like, chill, chill, daddy. Like, uh, it's yeah, just... daddy, chill. <laughs> you know, it was giving me. Remember the movie Coming to America Absolutely. with their yes, with their fashion and like the king um came in with his lion head, James Earl Jones. Was... Yes, and they won the didn't they win the Academy Award for costumes yes. that year? I think they did. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that was literally like camp. And Scaparelli from back in the 20 or back in the four, what is it, 40s when it was Elsa Scaparelli's 40s. heyday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the 40s. Like that was her. It was camp. It was surrealism. There, it was, just, I feel like it was just like a nod back to that, you know? It was the exactly. whimsy and the fun. I loved them. I loved them. And you know, my, my Leo ass wanted that lion outfit. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> also, in addition to Scaparelli, one that really just had me like going off the walls, Victor and Rolf. Mama. Yes. Mama. Oh. Victor and Rolf, they always make me so damn excited. What a dynamic yes. fucking duo. Like they just, <laughs> they literally turn fashion on its head. We literally saw an literally. upside down ball gown floating over the model's head. Y'all, the aesthetic of this collection was just so impeccable because really what they did was they took all of these very classic type of like Dior, Charles James-esque, like, like tool ball gowns and then reoriented them in these wild ways where they were either turned completely sideways and floating through Mm -hmm. the model's torso, you know, but Mm -hmm. just like, or they would be kind of shifted to the side of the model and the dress is like floating to the side. And like I said, you know, there was one where the dress was completely upside down on her person. I need to see the inside of those looks. Same. I need to. Same. <laughs> because it took me back to that 2010 spring summer collection where they also did a lot of tool silhouettes, but where they had like done those extreme oh. cutouts. Like I yes. want to understand the engineering of that because it took me a while of looking at it to like understand the the physics behind that because I was like, wait a second. If they cut 
the tool from the top, like to create this little, like, you know, half circle, I'm like, the bottom would fall off. How is the bottom right. still there? Hello. You know, like. <laughs> Sorcery. <laughs> yes. Like, look, I am not a physicist, but I want to know the physics behind that. Like they, the, the, the engineering that they put into making these couture collections is just like on another level. And I cannot wait until, you know, similar to what they did with like Charles James at the Chicago History Museum, where they took his ball gowns and put them through the 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 X-ray machine at the Field Museum so that they could figure out how his ball gowns were made. I cannot wait for the day where we get to see a museum retrospective of Victor and Rolf's collections and learn about the inner workings and the engineering about how they made these iconic looks. Yes, I need to see it. That is just... Ugh, it's just everything. I'm. It always just, it keeps me up at night sometimes. I'll literally just be trying to fall asleep. Just how did they do it? How did that dress hang off the side of her like that? And you know, it's like with tulle, it's so lightweight. Like how did that upside down dress, how did that tulle not move? Yes. It was like floating through the air. It, it, it's just incredible. They incredible. really did that. Period. Okay, let's move on to a new segment that we like to call It's Not Giving. Okay, we've really experienced so many incredible fashion moments as of recent that, you know, I feel like it's time for us to express some of the fashion choices that did not give to us, did not bring us joy. And I don't want to harp on anybody But that's exactly what this segment is about, so I'm going to do it. Harry Styles. (laughs) Harry Styles and her jumpsuits. I, um, hmm. Hmm. It's going to be a no for me, love. Uh, They looked great on David Bowie. David Bowie... Unfortunately, love, you are not. It's just, um, it's giving circus clown who forgot her blouse at home. <laughs> it's giving, blouse. it's giving, um, 1930s tightrope walker. It's giving disco court jester. Um, <laughs> but what it's not giving. Is fashion for me, love. Ooh. So Ooh. would love, you know what? Actually, everyone was like up the 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 LGBTQ community was up in arms for the praise that he got for wearing dresses. And honestly, girl, I would actually take like a frumpy prairie dress at this point. Throw, <laughs> throw that shit back on. <laughs> Go ahead and shake the dust off of it and just throw that right back on, girl. Oh yeah. Is there anything for you, Tosh, that is not giving fashion? Okay, I mean this so respectfully because she is a legend icon and she did take home a Grammy this week. But Adele, her custom Louis Vuitton, it it was burgundy. It had like that floppy hat looking neckline. Oh, God, it did not do her any favors. I, and it was in such a matronly color, too, that wine, 
that Cabernet color. Her face looks stunning. She's always going to look beautiful. And she just has such an amazing personality. She's so funny. She's so relatable. But yeah, that neckline just was not it for me. And yeah, you know, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. One of my favorite Housewives moments of all times. If y'all have not seen The Real Housewives of New York, definitely watch some of those older seasons because in that scene, Countess Luann Deleceps literally let Alex have it. Well, thank you all so much for listening. That was another iconic episode of It's Giving Fashion. Catch us next week and every Thursday while we discuss and dissect our favorite and not-so-favorite fashions. It's Giving Fashion is produced by Something Else, a Sony Music Entertainment company. The executive producers are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Medina Parwana is senior producer, Rob Dozier is producer, and Sunny Balkan is associate producer. This show is engineered by Samantha Gatsik. And Gatsik! <laughs> <laughs> Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.